Hello, New York sports fans. Back in another episode. First episode in a while. Nick, how you doing? Zach, I'm in a great mood. Back on the mic. Baseball's back. Don't know how I feel as a Yankee fan just yet, but baseball's back. That's a positive. It definitely is, yeah. Good to see baseball back. Uh, and the Mets are looking good. You you almost jinxed it. You're like, oh, it'll be the most Mets thing of the whole season this year. But baseball is back. Mets added a little extra depth to the rotation. And things are looking good for the New York Metropolitans so far this spring. How do you feel about attacks being named after your owner because he's spending so much money on your team? All I care about is W's, Nick. That's really all I care about right now. You have an owner that is willing to do anything to – Win baseball games. And you this don't man. have a GM who's willing to do anything to win baseball no, games. How no. do you feel about that? Well, we'll talk. Let's get talk the Mets first. Okay. Because I know you're kind of probably been like jizzing your pants the last couple of weeks over this. So <laughs> even once the base, once the uh, lockout ended, Zach's probably like, "Oh, World Series, Mets, we're gonna be good." We got Juan, Chris, Mark. Now you know. Uh, hopefully Lindor could continue some of the success he had lit, late last season because uh, we all know he struggled mightily the first two months of last season. And then, obviously, with DeGrom and Scherzer, best one-two punch in baseball. So If they can stay healthy. Yeah, true. The Mets the Mets have had injury troubles, I swear, for the last, like, seven years. The last, like, seven seasons, the Mets have had injury issues. And the Mets have struggled to hit with runners in scoring position. But you know what's the good thing? And this is maybe where the – Bassett, is that how you say it? I think it's Bassett, right? Bassett, oh, it was yeah. Bassett, yeah. That's where this Bassett deal maybe is even a big, is huge, because you can't bank on DeGrom being healthy, so you've added some insurance to that now, too. Wow, so, you said you, you can't bank on DeGrom being healthy. I mean, the face off last season, yeah, but... Am I wrong with that? Am I wrong with that? The though? one good thing about DeGrom is he's, he started pitching late. Right, he was a shortstop before he converted to pitcher, so he doesn't have as many innings as most pitchers. Uh, that's have. not good. And he's well, never going to get that wear and tear. I mean, I feel like eventually. I mean, in pitching, you know, like Tommy John's, uh, almost like inevitable. That makes it occurrence. worse. Why do you think it makes it worse? He doesn't know. Is he going to ever arms, catch so up now? If he hasn't, if he's starting late, will he ever get to that point? Because these pitches are groomed years in advance, Zach. I think DeGrom's good enough. I think DeGrom's that pretty mean fucking anything. good. He's good, but that doesn't mean he's good enough to stay healthy. What do you mean? He, he doesn't have much damage to his arm as most pitchers, so he should be staying healthy. All right. Actually, right now, I'm looking at the MLB scoreboard. The Rangers are up on the Guardians right now, 23-8. to eight. Rangers going off tonight, you know, tonight in spring training. You know what? That's more points than the New York football Giants is scoring a – regular yeah, season right? game, so why are you paying attention to spring training games? I don't, like, I keep, like, telling people, oh, Gallo's striking out in spring training games. Oh, as DeGrom a Knicks pitched. and Devils fan, there's not much else I have to watch DeGrom, right now. Oh, DeGrom went two scoreless innings in the spring training game? It doesn't freaking matter. These games don't mean anything. I've looked zero. I've kind of learned to look zero into any non-exhibition games, any preseason games, whether it's football, basketball, or baseball in this matter. Not to look in depth into these games. Judge hit a grand slam in spring training game yesterday. You think I care right now? Wow. I, I kind of – I agree and I disagree at the same time, right? It's kind of like practice. 
if a player's practicing well, there's, they're more likely to have success in the regular season than the game. When the game good dress count. rehearsal, bad performance. You ever heard of that? Yeah, but like it doesn't mean it doesn't guarantee success. Look at Zach Wilson this season, right? He was lighting up in the preseason, and then obviously he struggled at the beginning. Of yeah, what these freaking do? So I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't look much into preseason baseball at all. But all right, Zach, you're happy. I'm not. Well, I'm not annoyed. First time in a while that a Yankee fan's like, ooh. So, all right, let's talk about these moves they've made and okay. where everything goes. So, Gary Sanderson and Gio Urshela are gone. You bring in Josh Donaldson, a catcher, as a defensive catcher, to split time with Kyle Higashioka behind the plate. And then Isaiah, I don't even know how to say this name. Phil, oh, how do you say it? Hold on one second. Phil Waffa or something like that. It's mm-hmm. very ridiculous name. But I mean, the Yankees are just used to landing the big free agents. But I, this was I mean, they got Donaldson, but they, this they is, didn't get the big splash. Don, they didn't get the big Donaldson shortstop. Mal- no, this you is wanted problem. like a story or a Correa. You know what? Even it is though and, Correa it doesn't get along too well with and, the, Yan- the Yankees, and you wanted that big name guy, right? This is the problem. Cashman is set. I don't think they were actually truly pursuing any of these guys. I think they talked to them because they had to. Because of the Yankees. Because of the Yankees. Probably helped get someone like Carlos Correa a bigger contract in Minnesota. Well, on top of that, let's break down the trade first of the Yankees. So they've acquired all Donaldson's money in the trade. So he's owed $50 million over the next two seasons. You know what the Twins did when that – uh, came off the books. What? They used that free Correa. money to sign Carlos Correa. Yeah, I mean, the Twins that also signed someone else too. Who? And they got another big name too. Well, we'll talk about the teams and signings around the league as well too. But so, look, I think the Yankees are a better team than they were last year. But you have the highest payroll in the American League, and then there's question marks all around this team. You're gonna run back Aaron Hicks in center field next year. That's a train wreck waiting to happen. He's never healthy. I, you can't bank Agreed. on him going 130 games. You're hoping Donaldson stays healthy. You don't know what injury you don't know what Rizzo's gonna do. They just signed Rizzo back. You don't know what Rizzo's gonna do. You know, you basically have two catchers that are good defensive catchers that they're gonna hit. Neither of them are gonna hit 200. You have no depth behind the rotation. You're hoping Luis Severino could be a star secondary starter, and second Boyd's man in the rotation. Void. Is gone. Um, and, yeah, there's no outfield debt. With the second highest payroll, there's still – with the well, let me correct myself. The third highest payroll in baseball and the highest in the American League, they're the fourth best team in their division. The Blue Jays are good. They have uh, Chapman now from the Athletics. Sox got top story. Sox got story. Tampa Bay is good again this year. Yankees may be the fourth best team in the division. They're ninety win. They're a ninety win team. Watch out for but the Orioles. <laughs> yeah, the Orioles are the only team we're going to be able to be in the division. But um, see, and that's a problem too. The Yankees don't play the Orioles that well. I don't know why, but no, I don't really know. They they made the team better, but with what the free agent market looked like this year, you're disappointed in it because absolutely there was a lot of good-looking free agents out there that you can sign and make a splash. 
and you've improved the team, but you've made marginal gains when you had an opportunity to make big splashes and go back for another World Series. I think they're going to make the playoffs, but this Yankee roster, I don't really bank on winning a playoff series. I don't think they're good enough to win a playoff series, this roster. No. So, talk, I want to talk about a roster that can win a lot of playoff series, and that's the Brooklyn Nets, right? Well, With the way Kyrie has been playing on the road and the way Durant's been playing at the road and at home, I mean, you saw Durant go off against the Knicks, right, 53. And then Kyrie, had, I would believe it was 60 against Orlando down in uh, down in Orlando the other day. I mean, what a one-two punch. I mean, those guys, and especially if Kyrie can play home games, like that's they're looking really good right now. You know now. what, though? The they, only thing is Ben Simmons right now, herniated disc. Herniated disc. I don't, so I don't know if he's going to play this season. If the 76ers, I know I talked about I don't believe in the 76ers being able to go all the way, but – if the Nets can't get past the first rounds, I think realistically, I think eighth is the they're in eighth right now, correct? In the playoffs, correct. they're not yep. going to jump that much. And if you don't get Simmons back, what are you going to maybe play ten games with them before the playoffs? How far can the Nets really go without Simmons? I mean, if Even Kyrie this, can't play home games, that and hurts you only so much. and you only get Simmons if with the herniated disc now. Simmons I don't know if never, Simmons going to play. He might not play the rest of the season. Hurting a disc is a pretty and if you get fairly back, serious injury. Let's say they get him back right before the playoffs. He's never played with Durant or Kyrie. There's no chemistry there. There's no chemistry, but so, he's, he's a good enough player that I think he can just plug him in and he can produce. Yeah, but you know what? When you get to the playoffs and you get to the crunch time, Zach, yes, the Nets are a playoff team, but can you rely on them with limited time playing between Kyrie, Durant, Simmons? Possibly Kyrie still not playing the home games. Can you really be confident in the Nets going far in the playoffs? I think Nets can easily get to the playoffs with this situation right now, but can they really go far? Can they really compete in the playoffs? I don't think they need Ben Simmons to compete in the playoffs. I think if Kyrie can play home games, they can compete. I'm- I think you need a third guy. I think you need a third guy to be that completely. You don't need a third guy when you have Durant and Kyrie. Those guys are lighting it up. I don't know. I think you need Simmons. I mean, I don't know if I trust Patty Mills. I mean, I don't know if I trust Bruce Brown and Patty Mills, but I just have so much. Durant and Kyrie just look so good when they play. Kyrie has played well the last. uh few games on the road but it's like when's this gonna end as well too you were in the building zach the man was sitting courtside at the game it's ridiculous it's i don't know what's going on right now but i kind of want to go back to baseball real quick zach because this is going to be a problem you're going to have to deal with too so Kyrie can't play the home games right now this rule we've now learned applies to the yankees and the mets as -hmm. well now no vaccine status has been released for any of the players but Apparently, there were people on the Yankees. I don't know about the Mets. I know the Yankees for sure. And there's rumors that Aaron Judge and some of the middle part of the Yankee lineup is not vaccinated. Now, that's going to be a problem, too, when you think about it. It's- for sure. I mean, I'm not sure about the Mets' vaccination. I'm not sure if they have 100% or close to 100%. But, yeah, that could, that could definitely cause problems like it did in the NBA. 
for sure. It, we'll find out monitor. too. We're, we don't know what the deal is now because no one's said what their vaccine status is, but we'll find out on opening day. If some of your star yeah, players right. don't take the field on opening day for the at City Field or Yankee Stadium, we got a little bit of a problem there. And it's crazy to think that that's the reality now too is that I didn't think it affect baseball. I knew it was going to affect indoor games like the Rangers and the Islanders and the Nets and the Knicks, but I didn't expect this mandate to go into baseball as well, too. And I don't think the Yankees and the Yankee players do, too. So we're going to see what happens with it. Hopefully, everyone gets vaccinated. I don't have to worry about not seeing Aaron Judge on opening day or playing home games like the Nets saga is with Kyrie Irving right now, even though the man's allowed to sit courtside at yeah. uh, at the game. But you can't be on the, the court. Center. Crazy times. But um, speaking of uh, New York basketball teams beyond them, let's talk about the Knicks. The most inconsistent team in basketball. Exactly. Inconsistent is a good word. Uh, the worst fourth quarter team in basketball. How Can we agree on that? They are, they are the most... If the game was three quarters, the Knicks would actually be very good. Zach, they're like a beautiful woman who continues to flirt with you and you think you have a chance with her and she drives you in really close and then she breaks your heart. And then when you think it's all over and done, she starts flirting with you again and you keep thinking you're close again to now dating this beautiful woman, the woman of your dreams. Then she rips your heart out again. That's what the Knicks are like. Wow. What a they story, keep man. opening the door up. Paint a picture. <laughs> the Knicks keep opening the door back up, you know, win three or four in a uh, West coast swing, including Losing a game they should have won against Phoenix. Think they may have had a chance to go back into the playoffs, and then they go right back down. But I agree with you. They are the worst fourth quarter team in basketball. I don't know what the deal is. They really struggled to close out games all season. Uh, I mean, Julius needs to play better down the stretch in the fourth quarter. I mean, RJ's you, – you have to love the way RJ Barrett's improving. He's at 19.6 points a game. Just under 20 points, and I know he's really motivated to hit that 20 points a game mark. Even Fournier. I know I, Nick Fournier knows I've been critical of Fournier, but he it looks like he's going to break John Stark's record for most threes in a season. So. What the freaking do? Fournier. I don't care about Fournier. Fournier's improved a little bit. I don't care, bit. Zach. It's, and honestly, people sleep on Mitch Robinson. People sleep on Mitch. Well, I think, I'm pretty sure he's second right now in the NBA in offensive rebounds. He's averaging 1.7 blocks a game. I think Mitch Robinson's a very solid center for this Knicks team. With a team that's had injuries at center, too. Nerlens Noel has been out uh, basically the whole season. And Taj Gibson hasn't played too much this year. Let's – I'm just going to say this, Zach. I'm done with Julius Randle. Wow. I'm done with him. I'm done with his antics. I'm done with the losing. You can't build a team around Julius Randle, and his antics are getting ridiculous. Flipping off the fans. He got into a Rudy Gobert last night. He got ejected in the Phoenix game. Like, when is this nonsense going to stop? When are we going to not tolerate this? You're, this is the thing, Zach. You're so blinded by, like, how good he's playing that you're not even thinking about this stuff. What, Julius? Yeah. Julius isn't playing his best basketball. I mean, he's still the best player on the Knicks, best scorer on the Knicks. But do you want to, like... Okay, his antics and the way he's been playing, is it worth continuing to keep him on this team and build around him? Long-term, probably not. Why not get rid of him I mean, I think he's just reached this. Last year, I think it was his ceiling. I don't think you're going to get any better than that. I'm, I'll say this. I don't think Julius Randle can actually handle New York. Wow. I don't Knicks, think so. Let's, 
Let's look at it. Let's break it down, Zach. What was Julius's best season here? Last season, when there was no fans. No booze coming down from the garden crowd. No reason for Julius to give middle fingers to people in the stands. No reason for him to get more frustrated and get into fights like he did with Rudy Gobert last night when he got ejected in a Phoenix Suns game. Like, Zach, come on. Is is this not opening your eyes, the antics of him? I don't wouldn't go I don't know if I'd go as far as he can't handle New York. I just he's he's being a little bit of a baby. Obviously the thumbs down, pulling a Javi Baez wasn't the smartest move, but he needs to grow up. And he doesn't need to grow be, up. You can't be immature. I just don't and think play for a major team. I mean, yet. I just don't think any team can build like around. I just don't think he has the upside to like become to lead a but franchise what, to an NBA title. I just my, don't think he has an I'm more talk about this too. Would he be having these problems if he was in Milwaukee or like somewhere where it's completely irrelevant? Or the market? Maybe not like, like the booing of the fans and maybe the, the frustrations. The hot headedness might not be there, but I don't think he plays any better, to be honest with you, than he did last season. I mean, I think the Knicks team kind of – with the players they have, that last year was their ceiling. They're not going to be better than a 14. Thank you. So based on your take, you're now telling me you agree with me that he can't handle New York. I just don't think he's that good. Like, I think he's very, very good, but I don't think he's uh, – he's not an elite player in the NBA. He's not built to be a star in New York either. I don't think he's built to be a star anywhere. You're saying like New York. But I don't think he'd be a star in Milwaukee. I don't think he'd be a star in Philly. I don't think he'd be a star in Boston. I don't think he'd be a Chica- star in Chicago. You're not naming I don't major think he'd be a star anyway. All right, what team you want to name? Denver. Uh, How about Oklahoma City? Not a star. He's not Sacramento. A star not a star. Portland. Not a star. He's just not a star. He's he's a good player who had a All Star season. Thank you. R.J. Barrett is more upside, in my opinion. Okay. So. Can we get rid of Randall, please? Like, I'm actually, like, like I said, I'm sick of him now at this point. Yeah, give Obi Toppin some more playing time, in my opinion. Give the young guys some time. Let's you see what, what they I, got. You know what I love, Zach? I've now Let's see some you... more Quinn Grimes. Let's see some more Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims is playing well. Zach, I've done it. I've now turned you against Julius Randall. What do you mean turn me against me? You, well, once I started to give you my points... I now heard. What did I? What was I defending, Julius Randle? That's fair. <laughs> but now all the negativity of Julius Randle's now come out of you. I feel like you've been hiding this inside. You're ridiculous. <laughs> you know, Zach. You know what else you're ridiculous at? What? Not picking good NCAA tournament brackets. Nick, I'm ahead of you. I have more points than you do. Yeah, but um, how's that Kentucky pick working out? I didn't pick them to win. I picked them into the national championship game. You know what? Guess who didn't pick them to go into the national championship game? And guess who? Did you pick them to beat St. Peter's? I'm sure. I'm sure you did. Don't tell me you picked St. Peter's. Twenty twenty. I should have. Twenty. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> you know what, Zach? March Madness is upon us, and it's that time of year again where I take your money easily from tournament oh, brackets. Man. I just want to point that out. Have you been enjoying the tournament this year? Yeah, it's been pretty good. I Some good upsets. A local Jersey team. Local Jersey team. Like to see Rutgers in it too, but fortunately they lost to Notre Dame in the playing game. And then my Scene Hall Pirates were an embarrassment in the first uh, round of the tournament, mm-hmm. which was terrible. We're talking about another team that blew it. The Devils in Edmonton the other night. 
a rough loss. Looked like they were going to pull that game out. Zach, Jesper you... Bratt had his 20th goal of the season. He's had a great year. Hold on. Hold on. Why are you still watching Devil Games? You know what? Why are you still paying end. attention? As a longtime Mets and Knicks fan, I'm used to watching teams play for nothing. And as a Giants fan. So most of my teams, most games I watch as a sports fan <laughs> actually are meaningless games. <laughs> So exhibition games is basically all I watch. So is that why you're like jizzing your pants over uh, a couple of uh, spring training Met games? That's what I'm used to. That's <laughs> you need some good in your life, and I haven't watched many playoff games. games. Playoffs? <laughs> talking about one. playoffs? You know, the Mets better make freaking playoffs this year. Let's talk about playoffs with all the money they're spending. All their acquisitions. Dude, they're gonna, do they have the highest payroll in baseball now, the Mets? I think so. The Them or the Dodgers? Them. Yeah, it's between one of those two. I know the they Dodgers have a higher payroll Freddie Fre- Freeman. Get him out of the NL East, at least. But the Dodgers yeah. are stacked again. <laughs> Can I ask what the NHL trade deadline? I saw this on Twitter. P.K. Subban is still a devil as of following the NHL trade deadline. Are you disappointed in that? I feel like he would have guide to be moved, you know? A team that can... Use a veteran defenseman, uh, just like add some depth. But I don't know. What do you think would be a good trade destination for him? He's definitely not going to the Rangers. No, he's not going anywhere. Rangers, Rangers are pretty Rangers. deep in. Def- well, we actually picked yeah. up a defenseman, but we'll talk about that uh, later. But I don't. I don't even know where the Devils go from here, to be honest. They're, they're young. They don't have too many veterans. They can just like dish out. Yeah, I guess that's a problem. So I mean, you want to keep. You want to keep like Graves, Seeking Dollar. You obviously want to keep Jasper and Jack. Like, I mean, they have some pieces to build around. Just too young, uh, inconsistent goaltending play and injuries well, this year. Injuries to the goaltending. Yeah, the problem's been. <laughs> yeah. See, well, you know, Zach, I can't wait to go into the Prudential Center tomorrow with my Rangers and destroy your devil some more. You know, two on the series. can pull one off. You know, and with some new fresh trade pieces at the NHL deadline, acquiring a defenseman from the Flyers, Justin Braun, also getting some uh, uh, bottom six depth, adding Andrew Kopp. So I'm excited, Zach. I'm excited. Shesterkin's the best athlete in New York, like I've told you all along. He's going to win, possibly win NHL MVP now as well, on top of being a lot for the Venenza Trophy. Plus, you have Chris Crowder, who's having an incredible season. Forty, Mister Forty One Goals, second in the NHL, and you have the best young star in the New York as well, Adam Fox. What else could you want? How old is Adam Fox? Twenty three, twenty four, okay. and we have him locked in for seven more years now. That's okay. a nice contract extension for him. All earned well. Um, a team I was a little surprised since we are talking about the NHL trade deadline. A team I was a little surprised was quiet was the Islanders. I didn't see much. How many news games about back Moose. are they? Well, how many games in hand do they have as well? That's the other thing. They're a little bit of a stretch out of a playoff spot. Sixty-one but... points right now. Right, let's see but how many first. games in hand do they have? So they've played sixty games. Columbus has played sixty-three. Washington sixty-four. Pittsburgh sixty-three. Rangers sixty-three. Carolina 62. I think a team really you got to watch out for is uh, the Panthers. They made a big splash at the deadline. Yeah. So I think the Panthers 
or a sneaky good team. Carolina, I think, is the biggest threat in looking at the NHL, how good their team is. Um, getting on some Islander news, though. Was Zach Parisi a devil? For- yes. Well, he's a legend. Been, he's been extended another year with the Islanders. How and old is Zach Parise? Cal Clutterbuck also got a two-year extension. That's the only moves they made at the deadline, which I'm a little surprised about. I thought Lou Amarillo over there would make some extra moves, but I think Zach Parise got called up to the Devils like 2007, 2008. Let's see. I'll look. So up. he he he's probably been in the league like 13, 14 seasons. I'd he's say. 37. So the yeah. Islanders got him. Islander fans get another year. Of Zach Parise. Before he probably retires. Probably. probably. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, they were very quiet at the deadline, which I was a little surprised about. I know they needed some scoring depth because uh, they have some good goaltending, but they haven't been able to score as much as they want. But, granted, they've had a lot of COVID issues as well. Um, yeah, they they could be about – if they win the games they have in hand, they could be about 13 points out of a playoff spot. Yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch, but – I guess I don't know what you do with the Islanders with their team right now. I guess probably just wait till next year. I guess as a Rangers team. as a Rangers fan too, you have to be happy Georgiev came through last I night. I could not believe Georgiev was, came through last night. I wanted game. to bring that up. Because you know what it was? They played Tampa the night before too. So they had You needed Jesterkin in that game. Jesterkin yeah. had a great game there making giving up only one goal and a two one win there. Making 28 saves. So, great night in Tampa. They get in and have to play a game less than 24 hours later against like, the Carolinas, the best team in the East. And Georgiev pulls that out of his ass and gets the shutout. I couldn't believe that last night. And, you know, that shows how good the Rangers are. Get back to back wins against two quality opponents, against the Lightning, who's one of the best teams in the East, and the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Had to be happy with it, Zach. Can't complain. I'm happy. Yeah. I'm un- it's un- it pains me to say, but yeah, good for you guys. That, that is two very impressive wins against two of the best teams in the NHL. Well, uh, and there's someone like Georgiev who is struggling, comes out of the slump there and yeah. gets the win. We'll see, Zach. Maybe your days will come with uh, some baseball season coming around the corner. I kind of yes. doubt it. Something Mets will happen at the end of the year, but. Rangers now have 25 runs on the Guardians. Why are you paying attention to the spring training games? Nick, the Rangers-Guardians spring training game is the most important game in the MLB season. No other games really matter except the Rangers-Guardians spring training game. Let's just end this right now because that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You know I'm just joking. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear you anymore. Hey, Hey, at least the Yankees beat the Phillies. Good job. Oh, Good job. I told Good you. Job. Good job. Good job. Games. I hate it. It's like to see the Phillies lose. Oh, you know yeah. my hatred for it. Of Phillies. course you do. Of course I know your hatred. They may be the team that uh, gives the Mets a run for their money this year. A little Schwarber action or Castellanos on the Phillies. I don't know, Zach. I feel like I'd low-key enjoy a nice uh, Phillies. Uh, Who do you think would win in a fight? Least? Schwarber or Pete Alonso? Don't pull that crap. Who wins on the win? baseball no, no, he's going to win on the baseball field. That's what I want to know about. I don't care about fights. So you're not going to answer the question? Okay, who won a fight? Giancarlo Stan or Pete Alonso? That's a good question, too. That, that's Giancarlo Stan. Nah, but Pete, Pete's, Pete's got some strength. Who's more jacked? Giancarlo Stan. Who would win a fight? I feel like Pete's scrappy. No. Giancarlo hits a ball 114 miles an hour. 
Pete Alonso can smack. <laughs> Pete Alonso can find some barrels too and crush some balls. Yeah. So, nope, I don't think so. So, Judge or standing in a fight? Stand, stand, stand. easily stand. Really, Judge is the height though. Stan's a big dude though too. Yeah, but Judge is a monster. <laughs> Was it like six fair. seven, six eight? He's a big boy. He is a big boy. Yeah, Aaron Judge. Oh no, Wheaties. Oh no, Zach. Maybe one day. We'll figure out the uh, Jersey's Home Fight Boys fantasy uh, boxing match. Boxing match. But not right now. I'm worried about winning World Series and seeing your Mets still uh, crash and burn, even with the highest payroll in baseball. You're ridiculous. I think that's all the time we have for today, Nick. Uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. And if you're not following us already, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok. Yeah. Appreciate you guys listening as always. Uh, we'll be back soon, hopefully, on the mic a little bit more often than we've been recently. But can't wait to see the Mets crash and burn. <laughs>